So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, Monday is the anniversary of the first riot of the Luddites. Then on Tuesday, we unearthed the mad coincidence of the day two different Dennis the Menaces made their comic strip debuts. On Wednesday, the day the Spanish conquered the last Maya kingdom. Thursday was the day Colonel Sanders sued KFC. And on Friday, we recall how Vincent van Gogh's sister-in-law made his name. We discuss this and more on Today in History with the Retrospectors. Ten minutes every weekday, wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. for Formula One's sake, the only F1 podcast to choose not to appear at the F1 Gala. Also, it's the FIA Gala, not the oh, F1 sorry, Gala. There's more to All the right. FIA than just F1. Welcome to for Formula One's sake. <laughs> not over it. I'm not over it. I am more angry than I was last week. Uh, I'm kind of like, ah, oh, it's only sunny racing, isn't it? Welcome to for Formula One's sake. Mercedes have dropped their appeal against us. That's because we would have conducted the appeal and uh, found ourselves not guilty. Probably. Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, can you remember what happened at the Hungarian Grand Prix? Us neither. I can, I've spent three hours going through every race, just like you guys did. Oh, you're such a nerd. Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, pricking COVID bubbles since 2015. I'm in a COVID bubble with my cat right now. (laughs) I've got a cat. (laughs) Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, we still think Kimi should quit. He's going to be back next year, I'm telling you now. No, we have not seen the last I think whatever he does, he should quit. I'm Chica Rez and Merry Christmas you filthy animal. I'm sitting in my house surrounded by my family Christmas traditions, an impending lockdown, a virus in the air and an F1 championship ruined by the FIA. We are going to look back at this tumultuous year with the Belgian Grand Prix that didn't happen, on track clashes that did and Terry getting dumped on a beach. That is all to come. Joining me is a man who can't be arsed anymore. It is Phil Tromans. Haven't come up with a proper intro. Can't be bothered. Anyone oh, good. else? Good start. What about you, Terry? I've got a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about your cat. He's beautiful. He's a lovely cat. Okay, name? Mm-hmm. Lovell. You didn't, right. you didn't give Not that a great name. name? No, he came with that name. Where's he from? He doesn't answer to it. He's German. Polish. He's Polish. He's Polish. He's lived in Berlin for a while, like all good people <laughs> here. He's travelled about a bit. Um, his backstory... His backstory because he was on the as an adoption group on Facebook for cats in Berlin who need adopting, and it said this cat has been rejected by female cats in the last. And you few were like brother. So I was like, yeah, we've got a lot in common. <laughs> we can just sit there and talk about all those women. Yeah, female so, cats really don't like you, do they? And alongside both of these is the face of Formula E, and if you don't have a clue who he is, he's the one that Terry sent a balmy August with. It is Jack Nichols. Delighted to be here. Never met Terry's cat when I met up with Terry. It's a shame. Well, oh, you mean my <coughs> cat? <laughs> cat. <laughs> yeah, I feel you've actually spent more time with Terry than any of the rest of us have in the so past were you, two years. Were you actually coming over from Germany for tonight, Terry? That was just like you were coming over for my just like you're coming I've over now... for my wedding, Terry. <laughs> well, there was a new <laughs> strain of the virus there. I thought, but it. All these new strains are just Terry not wanting to come back to England. <laughs> it's just my fart. <laughs> it's just I fart. And Britain goes into lockdown. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Jack. It's nice to see you. Been up to much since the end of the season? Uh, when was the end of the season? Um, oh, last know, week. Oh no, ago. no. I landed on Monday morning. Oh, and now it's Sunday. Now it's been a week. I haven't done anything. I haven't achieved anything. 
Did you go to the FIA gala? No, no, I've never been invited to the to the FIA Out gala. Protest. Which is fine. Yes, exactly. You could have you you could have just gone and said you were Toto Wolf. <laughs> Or Nicky Sh- or, or, yeah, or Nicky Shields. A, yeah, there's a there's a terrifying similarity between me and Toto Wolf. Mm. We're quite we're both quite tall. Mm-hmm. I'd say that's yeah. about where the you, you shout at Michael end. Massey a lot. Yeah, do you have a button for Michael Massey? Uh, I, 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 Let's get I, into I've it. never I've what? never shouted at Michael Massey. Have you spoken to him? What's he like? W- Wolf Massey. is a lovely man, and um, you know, really friendly and really open and, and really talkative. But what's my? Have you, is Michael Matt? Have you ever spoken to? Have you ever interviewed? I've Michael never Massey? interviewed Michael Massey. We've, uh, like, there's been. I've been in a few briefings with him, and he's a. He's he's a seemingly a very nice, very open, very friendly gentleman. Ooh, seemingly, they all seem seemingly. nice until they ruin racing. Um, I actually yesterday had. Uh, <laughs> obviously, we've had to cancel all plans, so had a Zoom call with my old housemates, and um, we played a great game, which was a lateral flow Jenga. Because in the house, my old housemates, they had, they've all had um, COVID for weeks and weeks and weeks. So they've had loads of lateral flow tests done. So everyone had to play Jenga over Zoom. So you had to say, oh, I want this one, this one. And then if you got um, a positive one, you had to drink. And it was so fun. Ah, so that was yesterday that evening. Sounds... Does that not mean that you would just reinfecting well, this everybody is what, this with is what i can't understand is COVID. when you if you do a covid don't you have to like safely dispose of the stuff you've just used because it literally has covid on it yeah, we're not putting the swab in again are you it's just the, the bit you but drip on. The, 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 but the drip yeah the drip the drip, drip the covid is... onto the <laughs> and then you're all like just chucking positive covid tests <laughs> rub it on shove like, it in. No, the only no reason it shows it's positive is because you've dropped covid on it <laughs> So the purpose of this show is to review the entire season race by race with occasional interruptions by Terry. So we're going to start right at the beginning with Bahrain. So we started with a glimpse of what was to come, how close things were between the two best drivers in the world and just how shit Mazepin is. The first race, after such good performance in pre-season testing, were you surprised that Verstappen didn't win? I started being concerned about the reliability of Red Bull because obviously the literally the first lap before the race even started, Perez broke down. Um, so that wasn't a great start. Concerned. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then the, like the third corner, Mazepin binned it in exactly the same place where Grosjean exploded last year. Um, so that was sort of setting the season. But apart from that, it was it was Hamilton versus Verstappen, and ooh, it's exciting. I seem to remember. Were you at this one, Jack? No, no, we missed the first most of the season, really, in in person because of old COVID. But it really was like when you look back, it was just twenty twenty one in a in a nutshell, wasn't it? Different tire strategies, someone coming through to try and overtake someone else, Verstappen overtaking all four wheels off track, track limits things. Race director says give the position back, except he did. Mm. So it was like it was the whole season in a, in a little nutshell. Little mm. were we to know. Well, of course, track limits. Of course, they cannot be breached unless it's absolutely fine to breach them. Exactly. Well, it's like that thing that they've got this year, which is the uh, you can you can go off track at quarters six, seven, and four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But the rest of the track, you can't go off track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. absolutely not. Why is that not clear? I know. But also, what I was thinking, I've had a year, and obviously, we love Formula One. But I've got my um, my diary here. There we go. Wow. 
And I was thinking maybe if you'd like, I could read you a little excerpt around the weekend of each race. No, you're all right. Because... <laughs> is, is this about just just to, is this about your personal life? Well, it depends what's in the diary, Chica. Like oh, God, sometimes okay. I write about Formula One. Sometimes I write about being dumped on a beach. I would I would be Aww. I would be suspicious that this is real. But then there's no way you would have put this much effort into one of these podcasts to like no. fake it all. So this must be real. Mm. You know what's kind of embarrassing is I also have my diary here. That uh... diet what. What? Are, do you know what's embarrassing? I have mine too. Oh, I, am I doing a podcast from the 1800s? Why is it? Why has everyone got diaries? Mine's got pictures and everything. Look, I have little photos in mine. Mine's, oh, that, that wow. mine's got a thing where I was trying to work out a, an anagram of uh, Karun Chandok. That's the day I moved to Berlin. Oh. All right. Yes, you can. We can read your diary extracts, Adrian. Mole. Okay. Friday, the 26th of March, 2021. Still don't know what's going on. I've ignored more messages from her, and I'm crying a lot. The grimly old... <laughs> Chica! Sorry. Chica S. You. <laughs> Sorry, I thought this was going to be... Sorry, carry on. This is much better than I thought it was going to be. Go for it. Yeah, she doesn't want to cut it anymore. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, now you know. Like when you when you all sit Fuck there the and races. go, yeah. When you all this. sit there and go, why did you design a fucking t-shirt, Terry? Yeah, yeah. It's because I've got <laughs> fucking feelings. <laughs> Great. Right. What happened on Tuesday? <laughs> the grimly, the grimly optimistic side of me thinks this is some kind of shift. Maybe being able to dump someone is a weird achievement. <laughs> but somehow, being with blank is terrifying. I don't know what. I don't want to go. But I don't think I should carry on. That's not suicidal. That's about going to the Canary Islands. <laughs> oh, God, this is before you went. Oh, my God. I assume this was like three weeks so afterwards. So you, were you surprised you were dumped? Fuck you. I'm never surprised I'm dumped. I'm surprised I'm not dumped every day. Gee. Anyway, there you go. There's, mm-hmm. there's Bahrain. Only 21 of those to go. Oh, brilliant. It was a good okay. start to the season. I remember it being a reasonable race. Dear diary, Chica is being a bitch. <laughs> Sorry, I was, I was reading his own burn book. Dear diary, Terry and I are getting on really well now. I think. <laughs> Finally, it was a great start to the season, <laughs> and we were on. all excited that yeah. uh, like F one might be good for the first time since twenty twelve. <clears throat> I'm just really worried that Michael Mass is going to fuck it up at the end. <laughs> Note to self, research who Michael Massey is in April. <laughs> Amelia Romagna. What oh, was that a name? Spins the first red flag, a safety car crash, lots of other stuff. Hamilton in second, but Verstappen way, way ahead to win. Did you have any inkling at this point that this was going to be a quality season? I think that we're all naturally very pessimistic about Formula One. So even though the first race was good and this race was good... I was thinking like, wow, we've had a couple of good ones. They're going to get shit. This was only good because it's gonna... wet. Yeah, exactly. Any Anyone could have a good race when it's wet. I mean, come on. Even France could be good if it was wet. <laughs> um, but it was the first... Was it the first one where Verstappen pushed Hamilton off the track? And no investigation necessary, apparently? Yeah. Was the first time that happened? Uh, you just it, was a, it was a tough move. It was a tough move from Verstappen at turn one. Hamilton tried to go around the... It was, I, I don't think this one was too bad. Like, it was very much Hamilton had to get out the way to avoid a crash. But I don't think it was, like, a bad one. And this was um, this was, this was was Hamilton's first huge luck of the season. Because he should have scored... Not should have, but 
was about to score zero points, right? Because he went off. Oh, was that because he put it in, it in the, the wall? Wedding, and then there was a safety he would have been a, he would have been a, a lap down, but the red flag saved him so he could finish second. So he got 18 points instead of zero. So we talk about well, there's a lot of good luck, bad luck that I'm sure we'll be covering over the year. This was Hamilton's first slice of good fortune. Also, I think th- this was at the time still when a Max and Lewis argy bargy was very much on the lines of. Max was being hot-headed, and Lewis was like the old yeah. champ who's being wise and, and backing Correct. out of backing out a bit because the, the the general expectation was that he would just be in charge over the season and Max would just fuck it yeah. all up. Whereas actually, if you look back, if Lewis was more aggressive in those first races, well, I, th- I, I, I remember being surprised that Lewis would make his one annual mistake this early in the season. Yeah. I thought, oh, well, he's, he's, well, I mean, I suppose he's got it out of the way now, but... Uh, well, it's for tax reasons, isn't it? He has to get it done before yes, April. Yes, I suppose that's the case, yeah. <laughs> but uh, when he... Who was he? Was he going past Russell, wasn't he? Which was, oh, yeah. well, Russell crops up several times again during the season. Well, and who in knows this, what's going to happen next season as well. In this race, we had the Russell holding well, off Bottas. And when you say mm. holding off... Big crashing. Yes. You mean wanking. No. Oh, smashed into him. And then got really, really angry oh, at the fact. Smashed into him. I can't believe oh. you let me smash into you, Valtteri. He said before slapping me across the head. Little did oh, he know. Yeah, because he was in trouble, wasn't he? Because he started shouting off and then he was kind of made to stop shouting. Yeah. And stop And then maybe look at the replay yes. and realise that it was largely your fault, George. And Toto went, no, George, no, no, no. I like to think he did that at somebody every single race, but we just didn't hear it on the radio that often. Because you don't hear every message. Oh, no, Michael, no. <laughs> don't. So, don't spoil um, it. On Sunday, the 18th of April, which was the day of the race, um, I had got a flight back from the Canary Islands the night before. So I'll be honest. So had you been, di- had you been dumped this I'd stage? been dumped. So my... Um, um, <laughs> let's just say my mind wasn't on the Formula One. God, I can't believe the wank I write. <laughs> I can. I read your script. I think my favourite thing is this is what we all go through when we look back at something that happened when we were like 14 or 15. You're like, God, this, <laughs> yeah. you, this was like this year. <laughs> Terry's in his 40s. <laughs> Fuck you. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We're gonna run out of music. Oh, but yeah, we were just waiting. We were waiting for yes. the cello to let you go. Okay. <laughs> it's raining in Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> I've woken up wondering if I've done the right thing coming back. Should I have just endured, or tried to have a week on my own? But now I have a palpable, a palpable sense of failure for not having the guts, but also. I can't remember writing, but also the, lone, the loneliness that I felt out there. I don't think I'd have overcome that feeling. Is this Valtteri Bottas' diary? <laughs> yes. I think that we could all learn a lot from this, which is that I really am fucking pathetic. <laughs> it is Valtteri Bottas' diary. <laughs> yes. That's why I bleached my hair. I'm just trying to get more and more like Valtteri. Oh, that's nice. Portugal. <laughs> These are the most boring 60 laps of the season. Jack, I was wondering, when you're commentating, how do you fill time when there's nothing going on? Uh, 
it's not too difficult in a race like Portugal because I didn't mind Portugal actually. I thought the first half of Portugal was pretty decent. We had didn't Hamilton overtook Verstappen, Bottas overtook them both, and then they both overtook Bottas. First half was okay. Second half was a bit boring. But you just keep repeating the order. I know when it's a boring race because of how often I'm repeating the order and saying what lap it is. Because on the radio, that's quite important. And so there are times when you realise you've said lap lap 48 of 72 and then you say a sentence and then you have nothing else to say. So you say lap 48 of 72 and you go, I've just said that actually. And then the, my record is three times in a lap saying the lap count because nothing's happening. And when you do that, you're then like, oh, that's too many times. I suppose it's more difficult on the radio as well because you can't have dead air. You can't just go, let's ride on board and shut yeah, up and have a cup of tea. Exactly. But I mean, obviously, Portugal pales into insignificance compared to uh, the four hours we were on air for the Belgian Grand Prix. So Portugal was a walk in the park. Well, I mean, there was a lot of rain you could have talked yeah, but at about. Least there's, at least there's politics and stuff. with. But there's always something to talk about in an F1 race, isn't there? I think there is. Tyres. You and Palmer can have bounce. Pit stop strategies. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I, I, I mean, don't find many F1 races boring. There's always something going on. The big, the, the big question of the day, though, surely, is when can we bring back green light starting the race? Oh, when did that go? Uh, it went in nineteen. I want to say ninety-seven, but it could have been ninety-six. Do could we have know also why been ninety-five. Yes, we do because it's to do with reaction. Yeah. Times. So in the old days, you used to have. Well, it, it, it's to do with old-fashioned sort of filament bulbs, right? And the red lights would go off and the green light would go on. The red light would go off sort of in the same way when you turn off a sort of bulb, it kind of goes off slowly, right? And the green light would come on slowly. So then they realised all the drivers were just looking at the red light to see when that went out Mm. rather than waiting for the green light. And so they changed it to just the red lights going out. Obviously, now with LEDs, you you could do it, no problem, go red to green. And it's something I've pushed for in... Formula E because it would uh, make the thing I say at the start of the race make sense, but uh, we haven't got to that <laughs> point yet. So, hang on a minute. How powerful are you in Formula E that you've got meetings where you can push for the starting well, grid? Well, has it changed? changed? That answers your question. The answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm powerful enough to be able to say, "Hey guys, we should do this," but I'm not powerful enough that they say yes. I think the obvious solution powerful is powerful enough to be in the room, but just making yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No one else is in the room where it happened. The obvious solution is just to have a green light. Let's get a, let's get rid of the five red lights. Let's just go. They sit there for a bit. Green, go. Yeah. Or I don't know, red, amber, green. Like everybody, it's one of those weird things in F one where you're trying to get more sort of general viewers and all of that, and you're like, well, why do we start the race in such a like make it they cool? All, like just make all... it cool somehow. Do fireworks start the race or do you know? Sure, fireworks or a well-to-do lady dropping her hanky. Look, I think we should go back to the flag drop start. So there's someone yeah. stood in the middle of, you know, right at the front in the middle. Because <laughs> yeah. you know that thing they do where like they go, oh, Max Verstappen's aimed his car to the right or to the left or whatever. Well, if you had a human being yeah. there, he wouldn't do that. Would so. be like the street races in the Fast and the to... Furious where somebody just stands there with their arms and drops them and they all go past her. Yeah. Brilliant. But the Formula One drivers would be looking for when the uh, tendons in the shoulder start to oh. crack, <laughs> and that's what the or sign. Or how about this? The, how about the, the the driver who's last on the grid gets to choose when the race starts? <gasps> so everyone well, just has to wait. So everyone's like looking in their mirrors, and then Mazepin starts, and everybody has to see him, and then they're like, oh, and then off they go, and then you'll get this rip. That would be carnage at first. That quarter. is a tremendous, a tremendous yet also will, awful idea. And I, I will love suggest it. that to Formula E. Bring yeah. that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. 
No, Formula, no, suggested Formula E that Mazepin just start every race. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was Portugal. My diary is a bit boring for Portugal. Yeah? What sort of I'm stage still, are we at with? I'm still wallowing. You're I mean, still mourning. Although there is the line, um, well, when I put it like that, I think I should pay the rent on her room. Weird euphemism, <laughs> but okay. okay. All right, okay. Room, oh, not oh, weird. Okay. Spain! <laughs> This was when we started to throw ideas around about new podcasts like fucking tennis because Formula One was proving to be dull. Nothing happened except one moment that changed sports forever. Toto yelled at Massey, which I can't do. Blue flags, Michael. Could you try? Blue mm-hmm. blue flags, Michael. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> the Michael. blue flags. Blue flags. I don't know what flag is in German. Hang on. Flieger, probably. I don't know. No, so hang on, was, was, was that the we first? thought Barcelona was boring as well. well it's Barcelona, happened. it's pretty much. Right, really but as Barcelona boring, goes, wasn't it pretty great? Yeah, as Barcelona goes, that's a pretty. Yeah, big but like, but, but yeah. we're saying in the context of this season, okay. looking Fine. back, but in the co- it wasn't the in most the context exciting. of okay. Because if I say every race, there was another, there was another feisty, happened. there was another feisty Verstappen yeah, start, and absolutely first sent it. Where once again. He goes, yeah, which, you know, I'm not going to say that's going to reoccur in the script and become a plot point, but um, but it did. And once again, it's absolutely fine. That one probably was just about all right, but the, there were, never mind blue flags, there were red flags. I mean, not actual red flags, but they were like, people should have been like, oh, this is, he's, mm, he's got a bit of... And we were still at that him. point where it didn't um, matter to Hamilton, right? Because they had the fastest race car and they could overcut or undercut or whatever sure. and then and then win the Grand Prix still. They, yeah, they were going to let Verstappen have his fun, and then they, yeah. then he was going to win by the summer break. But then, well, I mean, Hamilton won anyway, didn't he? He caught he caught Verstappen up. We went with the two stop. Bottas got in the way a little bit, which again set the set the story for the rest of the season. Bottas being told not to hold Hamilton up, and then sort of holding him up a bit, and that was that. Hamilton won, Verstappen second, Bottas third. How unusual! And two days before the race, my diary entry is. <laughs> Two bits of good news, actually. Um, Dear Diary. I don't know why I go northern for it. Alan, it's Alan Dear Bennett. Diary. I got a flat, which was good because getting a flat was hard. Tire or... Oh, an apartment. An apart- I got an apartment. The one I saw last Sunday. It's nice, I hope. I can't remember what it looks like. I was hungover when I went for the viewing. <laughs> but I also got a vaccine booked. Maybe life is on the up, question mark. <laughs> Dear reader. It wasn't. <laughs> Oh, well done. That's the flat I'm in now. The flat I'm talking to you from now, I got on the 7th of May. Oh, I mean, you said oh. you thought life was up the up, but did, on the up, but did you see what the next race on the calendar was? M- it was Monaco! Monaco! <sighs> Don't have a go at me, Jack. Despite everything being unis- unexpected, it was yet another boring race. Verstappen won, Hamilton was 7th, and Norris lapped Ricardo. What would it take to make Monaco good? More liveries like the golf one at McLaren. That was good, wasn't it? But then that was one of the best bits of the season. I thought that was amazing. Mm-hmm. It looked it really just... good. And then they didn't use it again. And they didn't do very well, did they? That's the problem with li- special liveries. They never. They always happen on cars that don't do very well. Well, Norris. Norris got podium. Okay, should have read the notes. <laughs> it wasn't good for Ricardo, <laughs> but it was good for Norris. Good on him. Um, I've always liked apart that from, guy. Uh, I mean, apart from... Oh, and Ad Hamilton was out of position because he had a... I can't remember why he had... Did he just 
not get it together? I they, they, uh, he, he didn't do a very good qualify. I think Bottas qualified. It would have been fourth, wouldn't it? Behind, because Leclerc was on pole, but then broke his car crashing. Yeah, well, yes. Which, that was controversial. Yes. That was mm. like, that got in the grand yeah. scheme of controversies this season. I think that was pretty controversial. I think he... I, was it? To, when you're well, on provisional pole and then you crash at Monaco. Yeah, Leclerc got pole, then binned it and broke his car and then broke down on the yeah, outlet. Yeah, but you think, he's, you think he's having... You and think that was start. an accidental crash in quali? Oh, do you not? It was an accident. Oh, really? Are we just, oh. are we just accepting he was like, oh, yeah, he made a mistake? I can't, I can't remember. It was months ago. Who remembers I don't that? Know. The thing is, because no, Schumacher parked it but Leclerc actually crashed it and fucked his car, which doesn't make it the most devious plan, does it? I'm not saying it worked. <laughs> what my memory of that is, inter- people interviewing Ferrari, probably you, Jack, to be honest, interviewing Ferrari boss, whatever his name is, um, Enzo Ferrari, and right. saying like, what well, do you think his gearbox is going to be okay? And he's just like, well, we've checked it as much as we're allowed to check it, which isn't much, but everything looks fine. And then well, we, l- we looked at it. <laughs> yeah. We, we, you know, we basically kind of gave it a kick and it didn't rattle it, so we're good. <laughs> And then on the first lap or the the out lap, it just just Broke. breaks down and <laughs> yeah. it just cuts a Ferrari going. Oh, oh, the gearbox! I'm, I thought I was looking at the lunchbox. I'm so sorry, but we've got a good. We lunch. did have we did have yeah. that one. Yeah, Hamilton was out of position behind Bottas actually, but then Bottas had his two day pit stop, and then. Uh, we had that one bit of fight, didn't we? With Ga- was it Gasly and Vettel going side by side up the hill, and then oh, when they when they came uh, yeah, out and then we cut to the Lance Stroll replay. That that became oh, very right, meme worthy because the Monaco directionist always yeah. terrible. When will they change that? And what is that at the direction of the prince? Does he say we must direct our own? I, I don't think coverage? I don't know if it's the prince specifically, but it is a Monaco. It's the same in. Uh, I don't know if you know, but sometimes I do Formula E, and it's the same in Formula E where we do we have this we Formula yeah one? we exactly we have the same team do every single race. Same with Formula One, they have the same team do every single race, bar Monaco because you're not allowed to because the uh, the Royal Automobile Club de Monaco have to have to do the filming, and it's always worse for well, some reason. And my my experience of Royal Automobile Clubs, it's just old men in blazers. So are we just, uh, uh, is that what's happening? They just give old men in blazers some cameras and go, right, just point it at that. Well, the, you'll know. Uh, <laughs> I've got the, cataracts. <laughs> the the, the, the defence will be that they only film one motor race a year, really. So obviously they're not going well, like to be like fully up to. Yeah, but what else happens in Monaco? Not yeah, one, I'm not, not one, not I'm one not race. Sure that's, that's, a that's the historic. That's the his, that's the historic okay, so race that happens every single weekend. No, it's, so it's three look, weekends not, a year. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's a defence. I'm we saying do the defence. We're going to be really I'm shit at it. The defence would be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look, we're not very good at it because it doesn't happen very often. But just with you know, at this rate, <laughs> is this an extract from your diary? Once a year. What's that Malcolm Gladwell thing? You've got to do something for 10,000 10, hours. hours so. Which is how long Monaco <laughs> seems like. That's one Grand Prix, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was going on in... I mean, anyway, Verstappen won. And yeah. Science was second. Uh, I think Hamilton, Hamilton State, did he finish? Yeah, because he, well? they tried to, he tried, to do, he tried to do Gasly. Because you p- can't overtake at Monaco because it's crap. That's catchy. If you want to record um, that as a Christmas single, anything, I'm fine with it. Anything in your life? Yes, well, because I just moved into my new flat by this point. Um, so this is the day before the race, Sunday the 22nd. 
Went to Old Flat yesterday to pick up some almost final bits. The mattress is still a state, so I decided to take the cover off and wash it. <laughs> Left it drip drying by an open window, not convinced it's going to work enough to get my deposit back. Did it? Okay. I, I, well, we shall see. <laughs> oh, okay. Cliffhangers. I like it. Azerbaijan. I've got to be honest. This, I thought this was a good idea to read my diary, and I think it's very entertaining and good for the podcast, but I'm, I'm not sure I'm liking the person I am. <laughs> I, love, I, love that, wow. I love that 20 minutes ago, you were pretty much a fan of the person you are, but it's just reading the diary that has made you go, nah. It's a roller coaster, Jack. It's a roller coaster. Let's just see. I feel what like this like whenever I whenever I hear my whenever I hear the podcast, I I think that about myself. So oh, so you can say me. <laughs> <laughs> Azerbaijan. We learned that Pirelli's tires can be unpredictable. Hamilton can make mistakes, and Verstappen kicks things when he is disappointed. What do you remember from this race? Smashy, smashy. Mm. Well, yeah, the castle. The castle's cool. Um, tires going. Stroll and then Verstappen, more importantly, and then Hamilton forgetting how his car works. Um, which was it? oh, was it Magic fairly... Mike? Was it this the Magic was break Mike? Magic, the Magic Mike yeah. button where he pressed the protuberance and things went very south. Now we know the rest of the season how that pans out. You look back at this and you go, well, Verstappen had binned it into a wall from the lead. No points. Verstappen took the lead on a restart. Hamilton threw away twenty five points, uh, which would have gotten the uh, would have gotten the championship, and through a very silly reason, and not the first and not the last mistake he'd make of the season as well, which uh, I wonder if we'll talk about in more detail because this is the first season I can remember for a while where he's been put under any kind of serious pressure, and he's he did make a lot it's of mistakes diffi- for Hamilton. It's really this difficult year. to call the Baku one a mistake. Obviously, it was literally by default a mistake, but. Like, he's he's he basically he was reaching over the back of the steering wheel to because that's where he does the the clutch for the start. Well, he he always starts yeah, with his hands exactly, in the position, he, doesn't he? Because he likes to have ultimate control. Exactly, over the clutch. and so then moving his hand does back, I've never noticed he's this. Pinged his he's pinged this button, and then he's gone straight on to turn one. So like, it's so tough to call that a mistake. I mean, it literally is, but it's not like uh, a putting it in the wall at Imola sort of thing, is it? The thing about Hamilton is he's got this kind of almost like all the best drivers. He's got this like almost like robotic kind of. He's just relentlessly amazing. So when he yeah. does fuck up, it's so extraordinary. No, it's true. I mean, we we judge him to a higher standard than we would say. Well, I don't know, Mazepin. Look, if what? if Bottas had done the exact same thing, we'd go, "Oh, that's so Bottas." <laughs> <laughs> he, he might well have done. We just didn't <laughs> notice. Hungary. <laughs> He, he probably did it, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I remember it. Well, it, I remember it being a, an interesting race because of the the red flags and the restarts, and then having a bizarre podium, the first bizarre podium of the year, namely Perez, Vettel, and Gasly. Nobody would have had money on that, surely. I mean, yeah. I mean, no. Yeah. You did have money on it. No, I was reading my diary, and I just felt I had to say something. But okay, let me just say. So yeah, dear diary, I put five hundred euros on a Perez Vettel Gasly podium. I bet my apartment <laughs> yeah. on Perez Vettel Mazepin podium, and I'm really disappointed. No, I was just reading my diary because I went on a date uh, this weekend, and I have no recollection of it. Oh, did it go well? Apparently not. <laughs> I won't say the name because 
I mean, the chances of someone that I've dated in Berlin listening to a Formula One podcast is pretty low. But, you know, I do talk about my podcast a lot on dates. So, <laughs> you know. Promo opportunity, good. Yeah, yeah. I'd, but I went for a date with X last night. I don't know how I feel. I like her, but not really. Feeling kind of <laughs> nothing. Insomnia didn't much help. So, you know, that was good. Obviously a memorable day for me. Yeah. And you have no recollection of that now. Berlin. No, I'm, I was about to grab my phone to check her name to see who she was. I don't want to come across like Nick Cotton or anything, but, you know, pretty cool. Who's Nick Cotton? Doc Cotton's son. You know, wayward Nick Cotton in EastEnders. Oh, Bibbs. That sorry. was... Bibbs. France! Way! The race we thought was going to be shit and then turned out to be really exciting, especially between the two main men at the front. And then when Bottas shouted, Why the fuck does no one listen to me? Was one team, Merck or Red Bull, impressing you more by this stage? Ooh, good question. Ooh. And a one I'm not really sure I have the answer to. I think probably Red Bull because I didn't expect them to be as good as they were. For me, yeah, I think for me it was more like we just expect Merck to just to, just eventually just pull out another gear and just win. So it's almost like you're going, oh, Red Bull, you have your fun now. And this was the start of the point where you go, I think Red Bull are actually in probably in with a chance this year. Red Bull were at the stage where you normally expect them to be at the end of the season when they've already yeah. lost. Yes. But they hadn't already lost. And it wasn't the end of the season. Oh, yeah. Ooh, no, it was... Alert. And when <laughs> when they start... Because it's far, when they win at um, very specific places, right? Like, obviously, the rain at Imola. Monaco's a very specific circuit. Baku's pretty specific with the long straights and wobbly wings and all of that kind of chat. And then suddenly you're at a circuit literally built to be a test track, a boring track, one that always does a boring race, and then Red Bull are good. You're like, oh, this might actually be a real, mm. actual fast car. And I, I didn't do this. I didn't. I missed was- um, Barcelona and France because of Formula E. And Ben Edwards, uh, we got in to do them to replace me. Oh, what had you um, had you oh, been yes. at the Formula E and then fallen asleep? <laughs> And they missed your alarm for the real race. Oh, hang on, is you, are you doing a joke here, or do, have I told you that story? No. What? Okay, fine. Okay, we'll move on. No, 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 we'll move on. We'll move on. We'll move on. No, 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 no. I didn't. No, I didn't actually. Did you miss a race? I've never missed a race. I've never missed a race. I missed a flight home. I've missed some. I've missed some flight home from Formula E because of having nice times at Formula E, but I've never. Never missed a race. Oh, uh, but my point was, well, yeah, Ben Edwards. It was when you say nice times. You, you, it'll be in your, it'll be in my diary. When um, Ben Edwards gets told he's doing Barcelona oh, and, uh, and poor Ricard, he's like, oh, cheers. And then they turn out to be two really quite good races. So you know, you know, we're in for a season when poor Ricard was quite good. Well, it was because this this was the classic uh, one stop versus two stop, which we had in Spain, and I don't know Mercedes. why you didn't enjoy it in Spain as well. Ah, because it's Spain. <laughs> also, it's Phil just can't, hates can't, the Spanish. Can't really remember it. I mean, you know, between us, the Spanish, the Dutch, you know, let's just not get on to the Belgians. Um, <laughs> was this was one where Verstappen got Hamilton? Was it? It was either the last lap or the lap. Yeah, before it was the one of that. Lap. Yeah, and that and. 
normally you get that like once a season if you're lucky. Whereas actually, I lost track of the number of times that happened or nearly happened. We just spent year. the whole race not so, knowing who uh, was going to win, and you're like, "This isn't Formula One. Come on, we know who's we weird. know who's going like to win it. after the first round of pit stops on lap 18, and that's just how we yeah. roll." I'm not sure. I li- I'm not sure I like it, <laughs> but we'll get to that. What Formula One? Not not when it's unpredictable well, and we'll interesting. Get to that as well. There were definitely a couple of more boring races that I was quite relieved by when, you know, there was a race when I fell asleep during watching it and I was yeah, just like, yeah, this is exactly. Formula One. The next... Formula One's <laughs> supposed to be about having a nap on a Sunday, not getting all fucking stressed and... It's like a the next two, actually. Yeah. It was pretty much the next two of what returned Formula One to normality. Uh, Jack. Yeah, I know, but I'm doing like a little segue for you and then you can shout Austria. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Austria! No, no, not Austria. Styria. Styria. For God's sake. It's a different place. Different track. Different events. Styria. My recollection. No entertainment and Red Bulls Verstappen won at the Red Bull ring. Did I miss anything? No, I think Verstappen walked it, didn't he? It was a confusing year because the boring tracks were exciting and like the mm-hmm. A1 ring, whatever it's called now, the Red Bull ring, that's it, yeah. Um, looks like it should be exciting, but it was boring. Was it, it was exciting in previous years, I seem to remember, wasn't it? It was okay. What I day was it? Remember. There's too much F1. I can't yeah, remember what exactly. happened this season. Let's have, some, let's have yeah. some diary. Come on. Seemingly, it was her birthday last week. The, the her Wait, in who, question. Wait, who? The her in question is the one okay. who dumped And why me. seemingly? Okay. Did you not um, know or, or this is like a passive aggressive saw know. something on social media? I'd been stalking her okay. on Instagram and um, uh-huh. Instagram showed me a boat party. <laughs> Her new boyfriend, the one that I kind of met on holiday, was DJ. Oh, shit. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You met her new boyfriend on we holiday. Know yes, this. We know this. Any listener to the podcast knows this. Come on. Yes. This was months ago. I don't remember that. This is... You know how the Monaco Grand Prix was boring? This wasn't boring, Phil. This is when I went... I went on holiday and... Because you were like, she's Russian and she had a boyfriend. And we were like... <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely don't remember the boyfriend bit. I just remember being wow. dumped. Anyway, thanks, Phil. <laughs> um, so her new boyfriend was DJing. It's hard to say how I feel. Rejected, sad, but also don't want to be there. Have finally unfollowed her. Why torment myself further? Very wise. I, Chica, I, I also, saw that laugh. I, I, I saw that. Sorry. I also <laughs> enjoyed how you write. Don't know how to describe how I'm feeling. Then use three pretty accurate adjectives. <laughs> I cut, what can I say, Jack? I, cut, I just don't know the power of my own words. <laughs> <laughs> so you, went, so you went on holiday um, with her, but you didn't know her birthday? Or she had a met, boyfriend? Look, I met her on New Year's Eve last year, so we're coming up to a difficult anniversary. <laughs> and then by April, it was all over. There wasn't time to learn Is about birthday birthdays. Is birthday not like... We were, or, I don't know. I don't know. Birthday feels quite early. It's the first thing I ask yeah, on the first exactly. day. Yeah, exactly. Like, hello... We were, he gets his diary yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. If, you if you don't know their star sign and what podcast they How, you, exactly. the first date was How do you know if you're Formula compatible? One. Oh, with Gemini. The <laughs> first date was all about my Formula One podcast. The second date was talking about my failed stand-up career. The third date we had sex. And the fourth date she dumped me on holiday. It was simple. You never even got to the first Formula One you, podcast. How do, you get to the, how do you get to the holiday so quickly without even discuss? You could be totally incompatible star signs and she could be on Missed Apex. Like I mean, and you have you're not even they clearly and you're, not, and you're not finding this out like day one. I know that people have tuned in to a Formula One podcast, but what basically <laughs> happened was I was quite depressed. I'd just moved to Berlin. I didn't know anybody. I'd met her. Then 
I thought, am I going to say this out loud? I'm going to say this out loud. I thought I had an STI, but it turned out it was my wisdom teeth. (laughs) (laughs) What were your symptoms? I just had like a big sore in my mouth and I thought it was something that happened. I went to the... And it turned out it was my wisdom teeth coming through. She went to a gum clinic. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you, I had my wisdom teeth out, and like I've had, so I've had two out on one side before, and they came out very easily. This side, one wouldn't come out. They had to saw it out. But I had two, I had two Germans standing over me talking in German, (laughs) whilst they sawed my face, and I was like, "Oh, this is living in Germany." Anyway, then she was going to the Canary Islands to get away from the burning winter, so she went quite early. And then she was like, you should come and visit, you should come and visit. And then I came and visited, but I'd had a month of being depressed, she'd had a month of being fucking windsurfing. We were just incompatible. We weren't the kind of the Berlin melancholy couple that we were in Berlin. Um, but anyway, um, <laughs> this isn't a diary entry, this is a little... Uh, peek into the future but uh oh wow okay she texted me this week oh <laughs> well let's get to that the end, that's the end of the season yeah, that's, the, that's the fia gala dinner <laughs> awards night <laughs> she's like what's this thing about michael Mercy? <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> no oh i nearly said her name then austria and we're at the track again the seven oh. was fast hamilton had floor issues do you like the Austrian track? I thought I did. And then these races happened. Perez crashed into everybody repeatedly. Put that's Norris in the gravel, really didn't remember. he? Or was it the way around? He, well, Norris put, Norris no, he, put Perez in the gravel. Got, that's right. Well, Norris put Perez in the gravel and Norris got a five-second penalty for it. Then Perez did exactly the same thing to Leclerc and got a five-second penalty. Yeah. And then he did it to Leclerc again in a different place and got <laughs> another five-second penalty for it. So that happened. Uh, Hamilton made another mistake, went wide on uh, on one of the sausage curbs and got underfloor damage, and Bottas got past him and lost more points, and Vettel and Raikkonen crashed at the end. The problem with this format is I'm not paying attention to anything any of you are saying about Formula 1. <laughs> but no one's, <laughs> listen- my diary. no one's listening to this to hear you talk about Formula 1 anymore. No. They used to be, but We're- now it's like... That w- these are two separate podcasts that intermingle at various <laughs> points throughout the couple of hours. We're- we're basically just filling time till you say <laughs> yeah. the next diary yeah. to read out loud. <laughs> okay, well, here we go. On Monday, the 5th of July, the day after the Austrian Grand Prix, <laughs> I've not really written about blank, new person. Something interesting new- going on. What? what was that chicken? Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Is this, a, this is a new person. This is someone that I think I'd started dating maybe in June. So now it's July. Or maybe in May. So this, is, so. this isn't the Russian. So this, this isn't is a new person. Okay, so this isn't X. This is blank. This is blank, right? I've not really written much about blank. Something interesting going on, but a lot to write up, uh, including the reappearance of blank blank. Also, an STI. <laughs> wisdom teeth. Yes. I have an unusual swelling in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. Also, I th- blank. I thought I had a toothache, and now they've chopped my balls off. <laughs> Who knew that's where they—that's where we keep our wisdom, boys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> German dentists are very strange. <laughs> anyway, that was, yeah. So, um, including the reappearance of Blank, who is another person. <laughs> Can I say, No, shall I say Shall I say it? I'll just Obviously, it. yes. The reappearance of Blank, drugs, and potential sex parties. 
things in Berlin are finally looking up. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> I'm, I'm like that guy off Harry of, uh, Saunders. Yet another t-shirt. Blank <laughs> drugs and potential sex <laughs> So, you know, I'm living my best life. <laughs> Formula One. I mean, it's like the 80s wow. Formula One. Yeah. It also sounds like a very risque, blankety-blank answer, it is, isn't it? It was. Great Britain. Oh, they don't call it Great Britain for nothing. <laughs> well, they do now, obviously. But mm, mm-hmm. Silverstone. Now let's chat about sprints. What do you think now? Are you a sprint convert? No. I have a very difficult relationship. Without wanting to sound like Terry's diary, I have a very difficult relationship with <laughs> the sprint because I don't like it. I find the sprint quite boring because it's like let's run a grand prix but stop just before the first pit stop window where things start to happen doesn't make any sense but does it make friday more interesting yes is there is there quite a bit wait 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 is there quite a bit of a when they can because they make qualifying like seven o'clock at night do they make does it make saturday a bit more interesting than the bit of a buzz about a race and a first lap yeah maybe and Sorry, also, <laughs> does it does it slightly jiggle the grid up for Sunday, leading to some interesting results, such as the opening lap at Silverstone, such as Daniel Ricciardo winning in Monza, such as the little jiggle we had at the start in Brazil? Yeah. So like, it kind but of does. It this, kind of does its job if you ignore it the twenty-five. For. Exactly. Yeah. It kind of does a decent job if you ignore the actual twenty-five minutes of boredom that is the sprint everything else it affects is qu- quite a bit interesting but the sprint the sprint qualifying for silverstone the only thing it affected was that the yeah top but two what i remember because that was the first one wasn't it and what i yeah agreed but then you have the not quickest person starting on pole that's interesting i mean that was i mean it's still the two quickest people in the race what i remember is the first lap of the sprint was amazing and the rest of the sprint was shit. alonso so I think my idea at the time was there should be, instead of one sprint race of 10 laps, there should be 10 sprint races of one lap. And after every lap, they just go back to the grid <laughs> and then do it again. Look, I don't think that's a ridiculous... I mean, it's a bit ridiculous, but I don't think it's a ridiculous... I think you'd end up with the same outcome and a more interesting outcome. You could just do the first lap of the sprint and then you'd be done. Just to, There's too much Formula One as there is. I don't want another day of it three times a year. Two days is enough. Six next year, I think. Why don't they put all six sprint races on the same day? But it's deciding the grid. Well, that would be good. Yeah, so you decide it. So, yeah, we're deciding the grid for the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix in Silverstone. That's a little bit interesting, actually. Mm -hmm. Or you Mm -hmm. do it at pre-season testing. At a track, yeah. it won't if we, race. If we keep distilling this, we can just decide the whole championship with the Tombola. And the world champion this year is... But, I mean, well, based, this was, based on this year, you might as well have done Well, this was kind of the point, isn't it? When everyone's like, oh, oh my God, they're arriving at the last race exactly level on points. And then you're like, okay, great. Then why did I spend 21 other weekends wasting my time watching F1 yeah. when we, it's just a one-race shootout anyway? What was the point in all the yeah. others? One lap in the end, and as it turned out, even <laughs> that didn't bloody count. <laughs> <sighs> But we'll get to what that. What if they did? Because with the sprints, it's about two laps are interesting and then the rest of them are really boring. So well, exactly. why don't they just nobody do... Because nobody yeah. wants to risk anything. You're exactly, yeah. you're exactly right, Chica. Exactly right. Thanks, Sh- should we talk well, about the? Sh- should we talk about the big takeaway from 
Silverstone, which we did talk about at the time, but with the with the fullness of reflection, the Tom the Cruise? crash. Yes, Tom Cruise. That's right. He was there. What do you think? No, uh, the 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 Hamilton Verstappen contretemps. Oh, of course. What do you think about it now? Because bearing in mind everything that happened later in the season, that was the first big one. Hamilton was judged to have been to blame and got a 10 second penalty. Still won the race, but Verstappen. Got what nothing. I think. What and went to a hospital, mm, and Verstappen celebrated. Which what is, I how think dare is he? the worst thing about this is that is the thing that when you're arguing with the fucking Dutch on Twitter, you get this. Oh, but he put Verstappen in hospital, and it's like this. I had a problem with this on the day. I still have a problem with it six months later. Putting in hospital implies he's there and he's all bandaged up and he's got a thing with his arms in a you know a pulley system. It's like it's like a carry- like no, I'm thinking more like a carry-on film, you know. It's like oh, he's all struck up and everything. Oh, okay. Well, it's actually what <laughs> happened is the the G force thing went off and they go, well, you better go to hospital because that's the rules. And then he went to hospital and he went, oh, you're fine. And he went he went home. And it's like so yes, he was put in <laughs> hospital, but it was like the equivalent of playing Monopoly and just visiting jail. And it was just like he wasn't really in hospital. And then the fucking Dutch went on about that. Oh, fucking. Oh, well, of course Hamilton should have lost because he put Max in hospital. It makes it sound like he fucking shanked him or something in a queue for the. For, <laughs> what do they eat? I don't know. What do they eat in Formula One? Smoothies. Food. What, what does who eat in Formula One? I'm imagining what? all the Formula One drivers are in a Prisoners. canteen. And Verst- and Hamilton Hamilton yeah, yeah. shanking each other. So in that in that scene yeah, yeah. in my head, I had to imagine what they were eating. But I'm thinking, what? Pasta. I think it'd be like smoothies and, and muesli. When when all the Formula One drivers are lining up for their food and they've crafted their homemade weapons out of toothbrushes what or bits of carbon fiber, it would be it would be a carbon fiber shank, about. wouldn't it? And it wouldn't be home crafted. It would be like Adrian <laughs> Newey would have made the most aerodynamic shank that just glides through the flesh. Oh, but you. It would literally come straight out the back of them with no effort at all. But it would also yeah. be morally dubious. And, you know, yeah. it would be within the letter of the rule, but not within the spirit of the rule. <laughs> <laughs> but then would be banned for the next season. Yeah. And Mercedes had a shank that you pulled back on the shank and it two come out either side. <laughs> that was Darth Maul. <laughs> oh, was that nice. last year, their whole switchy it steering like wheel da- thing? Das, das Maul? That doesn't work. Was that last year? That wasn't this year, was it? <laughs> God, this is oh, as last year. year. It was been, banned for this year. It's been like one big it's long year, isn't like it? That. It's like a tax year. I quite like that because <laughs> it was the most. Uh, that was the most mechanical thing we've had in Formula One forever. Rather than like being purely digital, it was the equivalent of uh, somebody sorry, just pulling a seen, massive. Great have you seen Max Verstappen's lever. personality? That's the kind Meow. of satire that convinces you to donate some money to us. Then I thought Silverstone was pretty much a racing incident in the same way I thought Monza I was pretty much a re- like sometime. And this is the thing with this over regulation or but yet sometimes under regulation of the rules this year this was this was the start of the nonsense because sometimes drivers can race against each other and then sometimes they crash like that's life that's why we're here to watch motor racing because sometimes someone will try and make an overtake and they'll crash could verstappen have given hamilton more space yeah could hamilton have tried not to overtake yeah could he have been close to the apex yeah but did verstappen have to try and hang it on around the outside flat out no they no. crashed. That's life. Yes. Is that's my... what all the people say. <laughs> yeah. A shot down in May. I think that's the, the paragraph we just heard well, from Terry's diary. Oh, we've got so, got so many taglines for next year's Silverstone. Maybe. Riding high <laughs> in April, shot down still... in May. Now, unfortunately, I got dumped in April. It, to me, it's riding high, in, <laughs> riding high in January. Wisdom teeth out in February, but thought it was an STI. <laughs> Uh, taken out in May. There's not much rhyming here. No, well, you know, sometimes, sometimes Jack life doesn't rhyme. That's what all the people say. 
Terry did it his way, that's for sure. Do we have a, do we have a British uh, do we have a British diary entry? There's to not really much except spice this there's up. a line that says But open brackets, he says after listing three women, close brackets, I'm feeling lonely. <laughs> Wow. So are you a player? Reed. Is that what we're learning? Apparently. Do you know, I didn't think... Are you a player? I didn't think I was. But do you know what? I think I might be. All these women, yeah, but the I feel so lonely. Otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> Hungry. A lot happened, but we don't have long. Let's briefly summarise who won and what made this so eventful. Ocon well, won, in case you can't remember. I, could, I had entirely forgotten about the fact that Ocon had won a race until I went back and looked at this earlier today. I was like, oh yeah, several people that we didn't expect to win races won races this year, of which Ocon was one. But nothing actually really happened in this race. This was a classic one where you get tricked into thinking it was great. Obviously, Bottas, combined with Stroll, wiped everyone out at the first corner. And then yes. you had that, inc- including Verstappen, then you had that incredible Hamilton on the grid by himself, which would have been... Which, which, was, was, which was just at the time, so cool. At the time, we thought, well, F1 is not going to get any more f one than that, is it? Right, exactly. Mm. Um, and then, But then Michael Massey was asked, what if Hamilton had pitted as well? And he's like, oh, well, we'd have done the same thing. So you'd have had an entirely empty grid with the five red lights. Like... <laughs> I don't know which would have been more stupid. Oh. And obviously then he had to pin and he's at the back. But Ocon was in the lead by that point. So then we just had a whole race of Ocon leading and no one else overtaking. So it's one that tricks you into thinking it was incredible yeah, but actually was, nothing happened. Yeah, 20 seconds of absolute amazement and then back to normal. Although, if I was Michael Massey and there's only Lewis Hamilton on the grid, that's the time to test out the green light thing. <laughs> 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 like, Come on, yeah. no one else. Because yeah. even if he jumps... Although, imagine... That would be the most against Lewis Hamilton thing this year if they'd have judged him to have jumped the star. <laughs> He's got a five-second penalty yeah, for yeah. jumping the star on his own. <laughs> we did also have the, uh, a, a few corners of um, Hamilton and Alonso smashing it out. Like yeah, it was that was great. That was, mm-hmm. that was epic. Which was quite good. Um, which slowed Hamilton down arguably enough for him not to catch Ocon as well. Defend like a lion. Yes, exactly. What race was that when he said defend like a lion? That was like Mexico or something. Qatar. Qatar. There you go. Um, What I found amazing about that is, so Alonso said, can you tell Ocon to defend like a lion? A lion. (laughs) (laughs) And then they cut to to the message between the team and Ocon and say, can you defend please? And it's like, you didn't pass the message on. (laughs) Alonso yeah. said, defend like a lion. And they went, yeah, yeah. can you just kind of I try feel, and hold him up? I feel like I, I was very specific, guys. I can imagine Alonso watching that bag and being absolutely furious. And also, his- you can imagine <laughs> Ocon going, you didn't tell me like a lion. I was just trying to block him. If, if I me and Alonso have got a code. Like a lion means, you know, I crash yeah. into the ward in Singapore. That's the code. Yeah. <laughs> This was a race also notable for uh, Sebastian Vettel getting a podium, except he didn't, because he's a filthy cheat. What was the cheat again? What did he do? He hadn't got enough fuel, or rather, he had enough fuel, but he couldn't get it. Uh, He'd done his homework, but it was locked Mm. in his bag. This has never happened to me before. I'm really sorry. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that happens a lot. Uh, And he got disqualified, which was good for Hamilton, because Hamilton, having got complete because I don't think we actually said for people who didn't do the season why are you why are you listening to this but Hamilton was the only one on the grid because everybody else had pitted for different tyres and 
it was obvious that he should have done the same thing, but he didn't. And then he did a lap later and was miles away. But he eventually came back and finished second because Vettel got disqualified. So he actually got away with it pretty much because Verstappen was nowhere. Great, oh, yeah, damn. great explanation, Phil. There was nothing more that's to Phil. That was great. That all makes sense fuel, now. Fuel gate. So look at that. We have actually started talking about F1 again. So that means it is a perfect time to take a short break, regroup and say thank you to you. Yes, you for listening this year. Jack, what would you like to say to our listeners? Good, good podcast choice. To be honest, it's my, it's my, <laughs> no, I'm serious. Why is everyone laughing? <laughs> oh. I, I, look, because I you have a far better podcast. <laughs> because it's your go-to for research for your podcast. No, it's, right? it's my go-to for levity and brevity. When I'm, when I'm too bogged down in the world of Formula One and all the nuance, <laughs> do, am I going to go and listen to the race podcast with Ed Straw going, oh, on lap 48, Bottas pitted for some tyres, and then Scott Mitchell getting irate about something inexplicably. No, I want to hear about whatever is going wrong with Terry. So how would you describe Miss Apex podcast? <laughs> what I will, okay, what I will say is I do like the race, the hyphen race podcast. I don't tend to listen to it because I, 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 te- I talk to Scott quite a lot. He is my friend. I'm his best man. I'm his best man next year. So I... <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> but so, so I know these things already mostly. Uh, Missed Apex, I listen to sometimes. I like the Missed. We had spanners. We had spanners on uh, the yeah. We podcast. fucking know. <laughs> Wanker. Yeah. yeah, we had them on as well. I, I mean, like this is Apex a perfect nice. opportunity to ask where our invite is. Inside line. Could be. You could what, invite Tucker uh, on. You could invite Phil on. You could invite me on. I know I was fired from the BBC <laughs> F1 coverage before your time <laughs> when you were still dreaming about Formula E but um, you know why get the guy from Mist Apex on but not the guy from your favourite podcast it uh, doesn't make well, sense well now seems it? like the, the perfect time to take a break and thank you the <laughs> listeners for listening to this <laughs> alright well also thank you for the beers particularly for the ones that you have donated today they are David Finley who also says thanks 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 it's not. It's not the. It's not the. You know. It's not the best message I've ever heard. But it's concise. Wasn't the best comeback either. Paula Gaber. <laughs> Thank you, Paula. No, no message. But you know, I like that's even shorter and conciser and to the there's point. A, there's I a like there's it. a gay Thank bar you. in Berlin called Paula. <laughs> Is it not pronounced Paula? Paula. No, Paula. No. <laughs> Samuel Jones. Thank you, Samuel. That's a good, honest, old-fashioned name. I like it. Not Sam. Not Sammy. Samuel. Like Peeps, like the f- other famous diarist. <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan Simpson. He sounds like somebody who makes American motorsport safety gear. I like it. I reckon he does improv. And a big thanks to our regular donors keeping us in beer through the off-season. This week we honour Liam O'Neill, Jason R. Bradley and Paul Hinton. Join them, ff1s.com forward slash pint, pint, pint. Thank you, guys. Sports Social Podcast Network.